Welcome to the Fem Nation podcast, where we wholeheartedly believe women entrepreneurs can rise together. Success comes in many flavors. There are no secret strategies. Women entrepreneurs are rewriting history by defining success on their own terms. Hi, I'm White of Gannon, the down-to-earth chick with a different name. Entrepreneur and founder of the Female Entrepreneur Movement, our business is dedicated to helping women start and grow their businesses, increasing financial independence. Each week, join me for inspiring stories and powerful interviews of women entrepreneurs sharing their lessons to success to help you take your business to the next level. Now, let's go for it. Welcome back to the Fem Nation Podcast. Today, we are doing one of our hot seats. And my guest is so amazing to come on today and share a little bit about where she is at in her business and just some of the hangups, some of the things that we all go through. But having a little bit of clarity in the moment is uh, just one of the pieces of moving your business forward. So I want to thank my guest. But as we all know, they stay anonymous because it's their turn to have the spotlight on the problem, not themselves. So Thank you for coming on today. I look forward to diving in. All right. Talk to me about where you are in your business and what the hangup seems to be for you, what it seems to be that you're running up against and how you're perceiving that. What does that look like? Oh, I love your intro question already. Um, <laughs> so I am, so I do coaching and consulting and I work in the health and wellness industry and I target therapists. And a year ago, my hang-up was around sharing my vulnerabilities and that balance between being vulnerable, being authentic, but also putting all your flaws and your, your shit on the table for people to see. And at what point when you are in a leadership position, when you are in a mentoring position, when you are coaching coaches, at what point... Do you speak transparently and really be open about your story? And at what point do you start to have concerns that some of what you've overcome, some of what you are currently, what you continue to overcome, how that, like, that's part of my story. So a year ago, I was coming up, I had coaching calls on this in the past. I've had hot seats on this in the past, mm -hmm. where how do I write my about page? How do I put content out there? Um, knowing, like, I talk a lot about substance abuse. I talk a lot about my relationship with alcohol. I talk a lot about trauma, vicarious trauma, sexual assault. So there are, you know, some heavier topics and how I put it out there um, in a way that feels genuine. And where I am this year, so I'm 40. I am not caring quite as much about what other people think and really trying to speak to my audience. Um, and one of the things that I've been speaking about in the last six months is my love affair with cannabis and mm. how I have been using marijuana on a therapeutic basis for years. And it works really well for me. I am, I've studied it. I've researched it. Um, when I was in school, I, I wrote a 10-page paper on the pros and cons to to mar you know marijuana and I did get an A uh, <laughs> but this is something that I've been researching and I'm very aware of my my choices I also am Canadian it is legal for us and now I'm at a point with my business where I am being strategic 
and how I want to be positioning myself and putting content out that yes, is going to repel people. And that's okay, because I want to be the lighthouse that shines and really find my people. And where I am coming up against the wall, so to speak, you know, do I want to be doing keynote speaking? Do I want to be speaking more to to students in, you know, as they're coming through their programs about burnout and the reality of the the pressure we have on ourselves and how we we cope with that? Um, so, still trying to find my my platform, still trying to position myself in a way that honors the work that I've done. And also, you know, there's part of me that is fearful of the judgment. That's the wrath that's going to happen. Because I, I am, a, you know, in terms of the work that I'm doing, I shouldn't say I am a therapist, I'm no longer practicing. So I, I've let that go to focus on my coaching and consulting work. Uh, but that's what I'm coming into right now is, is how do I be strategic as a businesswoman, and still be genuine about who I am, what I do, how I carry myself through the world and the different layers to my, to my story. And, you know, I talk about a lot of things that make people uncomfortable uh, because compassion, fatigue, vicarious trauma, burnout, these are all common in the healthcare industry, whether we talk about it or not, they're very common. And we're in a day and age that everybody talks about, oh, having a glass of wine, uh, having two glasses of wine, having three glasses of wine. And I can have that conversation, but depending on what country people are in, there's a lot of stigma around marijuana and there's a lot of judgment. And I'm just trying to tread carefully uh, and navigate these waters. Um, so feeling excited for the first time as opposed to the shame blanket. Uh, and yeah, just again, how do I have these conversations in a way that's going to benefit my business as a way, as opposed to hurting it? Mm -hmm. So let me ask you, does your ideal client actually embody the same values that you do, which it's common because that's, that's what attracts us to people. Does she embody the same values as you do regarding cannabis? Um, I would say it depends. And again, um, country of origin plays a big role in that. My ideal client is certainly open to an integrative approach to health. My mm -hmm. ideal client has explored in terms of generally the, the therapists that I'm working with are very passionate about the work that they are doing because the medical system didn't necessarily meet their needs and they had to be creative in how they supported their own healing journey. So they certainly have done some exploration in terms of complementary medicine, alternative medicine, mainstream medicine. So yes, I would say they are open to alternative forms. Um, are they open to cannabis itself? We are seeing it more and more in the women's health world in terms of how it's being used for inflammation, for anxiety, for perimenopause, menopause, for like there are a number of different avenues mm -hmm. that people are, are certainly using it, exploring, um, discussing, but there's still, again, a lot of stigma. So I've brought it up in some of my groups in terms of who has questions about CBD oil, who has questions about cannabis. Uh, and even from the questions, I can tell there's still 
um, it's still new to a lot of people. And yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to gently push the boundaries. But then I, other, I have other people who will come up to me and or will talk on the phone and will say, thank you for bringing up this conversation because I've been using marijuana for years to manage my chronic pain as a health professional. Um, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of stigma and shame related to that. And I don't talk about that very often. Are the people that you talk about uh, talk uh, bring these questions up to in a free group or a paid group? Paid group. And are they are the ones that are in there truly your ideal client that you feel some rejection to this or just a stigma of it? Um, I would say the majority of the people in my group are my ideal clients. Okay. Okay. So let me ask you this then: What is it about front running? the cannabis part of your industry, what is it that is big and scary to you? What, what is it about being that voice that does actually dare to step out there and say it because you've had multiple conversations with peers and with clients that are all on the backside validating that this is real, but yet nobody's front running it in the women's health world. What is it that is big about that, that has you just kind of shying back a little bit because you've put, you've got a position to be doing that. Um, definitely some imposter syndrome. The idea that oh, you know, in my women's health coaching certifications, there are master classes on it, and there's more research. And I think for many of us as health professionals, the idea that we shouldn't be a voice until we have a certain level of expertise. Mm. And I certainly have a level of expertise as a user. Um, (laughs) 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 So I have mastered that. Um, And I've studied it. You know, for me, it is like a fine wine. Like I, I know in terms of percentages, in terms of the blend, in terms of you know, I'm not, I'm not a recreational user. I really know what balances my brain and no, you know, this is no judgment on pharmaceutical medication, but I have been successful in managing my mental health, my physical health. And in the past I was using it for chronic pain and have been able to do that successfully without requiring over-the-counter meds or prescription meds. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like it works for me. And so what stops me from that, you know, being that front runner, so to speak, uh, definitely, you know, how do I talk about cannabis without also talking about my, in terms of my, my family, my origins, in terms of our, you know, the alcoholism, the addictions that run in our family and the trauma and the pain and the hurt, that's all part of this story as well. And it's something I am very aware of in terms of my addictive tendencies. So I do do regular breaks. I speak to a lot of different people about the addictive tendencies because I can definitely go down that path. Uh, But I have a lot of awareness about when I am going down that path. Um, And again, speaking about all of that on a bigger stage in some ways is very invigorating. And in some ways it's really scary. Like there are a lot of, it's opening up a Pandora's box into a lot of painful memories in my past. Uh, And, you know, again, the idea that is, you know, how will this impact my reputation? Um, what will it take attention away from? You know, just different. And again, the imposter syndrome, like, oh, who am I to say I'm an expert in it when I'm not a certified 
cannabis health consultant, which I didn't even know that was a thing, but apparently it's a booming business uh, (laughs) in terms of being. So there are now coaches who are focusing on cannabis and marijuana and how it ties into your different health goals, which I think is brilliant because again, I see so many people in Canada now using it without guidance and without support and also feeling like, well, who do I talk to about this? Uh, There's that shaming component for sure. Are you past the trauma? Um, It's something I actively work on. So I don't know if we're ever past it. Um, And even in the work that I do, I hold space for a lot of of other people healing their trauma. Uh, So my belief is that as humans, we all are working on trauma, Mm -hmm. intergenerational trauma. We all have shit to deal with. And it's something that I, I will be working on until I die. Do you feel that the vulnerability of um, opening the door to people highly objecting to you, hating your message, does that, is that trauma triggering? Oh, I'm a big people pleaser. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've developed a thicker skin in part because of the various business programs that I'm in and the support that I've received around that. Um, 100% it would be a trigger for me though. Huge trigger. Yeah. How would you man? How would you master that? What What is the first line to mastering that? Because I'm going to say that to be, you're a leader. Um, you're a leader that hasn't quite stepped all the way into that role, but in order to step all the way into that role, you're going to call in the haters. Yeah, they're going to be there. They're going to object, but your message can't land with the people that need to hear it without that component too. Yes. Yeah. So. What would be a first step, second step, third step to help yourself overcome the naysayers and what they bring to the table and being able to deflect that? What would be a good way for you? I was going to make a joke, make a joke about smoking a joint. <laughs> I was going to, no, no, that did cross. I was like, well, you can always talk a little. <laughs> Numb it that way. Dissociate. Um, So what's worked for me in the past, because I do have a very good relationship with my ideal client avatar. So I have two, I have stories for them. Uh, When I'm having those moments of doubt, I can go to my client avatar, you know, in terms of my head, I'm not actually going to them, but go into and what do they need? And can I show up for them? Um, So that narrative is pretty strong. It's, It's helped me certainly put myself in uncomfortable positions before, but knowing it would benefit my client avatar. So how can I show up for them? That's certainly one that I think will be a tool I continue to use. Um, Another one, you know, I have been trying to speak more and show up and then acknowledge that the backlash is never as bad as I think it was going to be in my head. So that I do build it up. And it's been reassuring in terms of, oh, I just introduced myself as the poster child for marijuana and people, you know, no one sent me hate messages. Okay, Mm -hmm. here Mm -hmm. we go. Uh, So there's definitely been baby steps that I've been taking. Um, And I think you're right, like stepping into that really, truly honoring where I am as a leader and stepping into that will involve putting on my big girl pants. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And you know, gathering more testimonials is something that I'm trying to work on so that I'm not in my head all the time about what I'm doing. And I'm actually able to mm-hmm. see 
oh, you know, this is what my people are getting out of me sharing my stories and how they are seeing parts of themselves, whether they are using cannabis and, you know, in the closet about it, uh, or whether they are using prescriptive meds and in the closet about it, mm-hmm. or whether they, you know, can't bring themselves to make a doctor's appointment to talk to somebody about this. Um, like we all have different things that we are not comfortable speaking to. So I do know that as I take each step forward, um, I do get that feedback from a lot of people in my community and I need to do a better job of capturing that feedback so that I can come back to it when I'm feeling low, Mm -hmm. because it's when I'm feeling low that like what testimonials, what good things did someone say? Where was that? You know, it's, right. it's hard to access. So I need to make it more accessible. I need my assistant to come and cover my my mirror with sticky notes of testimonials is what I need. <laughs> yes. And that's not that's not a situation that's um, elusive to anyone. So, we, I mean, there are days where I'm just like, who the hell am I? You know, and I'm educated in, you know, and I did get a certification. Um, but there are tons of people that need to hear from you. You are required to be the voice for them because they can't be the voice for themselves right now. And so stepping into realizing that it's not the people you're focusing on the, or you're having a tendency to focus on the side that is going to be negative because we always, we're geared towards that tendency anyways, especially in the unknown. But if you focus, there's still the whole other side of the people that need to hear you that aren't in your groups, that aren't in your, um, your, your immediate circle that haven't come to know who you are. What about the cold market? that needs you and needs to hear you. But so reaching them is really the pivotal piece that's going to one, expand your business. Yes. But get that message out there that this is the blend of the future. This is how it's, it's moving. Um, and, and you have stories that you can share anonymously, even to help people's identity inside of those circles that know, like, and trust you. But you can even share those and speaking from the stage, speaking from wherever about this particular topic of removing the stigma, removing the taboo around cannabis in the medical profession, because it already exists. Focus on that piece of it. It already exists. This is not something brand new that I'm trying to crack the door open so it makes it okay for everybody to start doing it. It's not that. Reposition your messaging to say, this is already happening. Why do I know? Because I've seen it. I witness it. I, and I'm bringing a voice to it. Mm-hmm. It's okay. You know, so removing the stigma from your own mind that talking about this is actually a trigger point for other people, let that go. Because if you let that go, then you can just, it doesn't even matter what their opinion is. They can send you an email and you can just like, whatever. In order to be able to step into that space, you know already that you need to do that. You already know what you need to speak about. You already know what you need to bring to the table as far as the conversation and moving, being that front runner for it. You already know that you're called to do that. That's why you're conflicted because you know this, because you've already seen it. So step into it saying more of the the message that let's peel the layer back, guys. Let's expose it. Let it be what it is because we can't even move this conversation forward if we don't put some light on it now. 
and we can wait a year before we move this conversation forward. And we're still going to be at the same point as we would if we did it right now. We're going to have to move the conversation forward because this is reality. Let's stop sugarcoating it. Let's stop acting like it's taboo. And let's fix the, fix the problem around it so it no longer becomes, a, it no longer is shown as a problem. Mm. So taking, shed the light on it. It takes guts though. I do know that. It takes vulnerability. I do know that. But you're in a position to be able to say, enough of that. I'm moving this forward. Wake up and say, enough of that. I'm moving this forward. Thank you very much. I recognize you. Today is not the day to focus on that yeah. and move yourself forward. And it isn't, it isn't, I don't want to minimize that it's difficult to do that because it is. But we as women entrepreneurs, women in, in, a lot of the spaces that we're in where we need to shed a light on so much of what we're doing. Mm. And this is the dueling piece of it that we have. We have families, we have loved ones. We have, um, we have many different ways that we duel a life with our business, our entrepreneurial journey, even women in business, women in corporate settings. I talked to, to them and they have similar struggles with still being behind the limelight, still feeling like they can't be, you know, they have to be um, really tough and strong and independent in order to show what this looks like. So there, there's a similar, a similar battle that we are facing uh, across a lot of fronts. And yours just happens to be cannabis in the medical industry. So how is it right for you to fight for, for those that can't fight for themselves, that don't know how to articulate it yet, you have the research, you have the qualifications, you have the experience. Experience is going to trump a certification all day long. But I'm not telling you anything you didn't already know. I'm just saying that you already have this. Mm-hmm. But position this just a little bit. And we see a lot of the drippy, vulnerable crap on social media. And I think that's a little bit of what so uh, what women, what you, what uh, a lot of people um, just don't want to be perceived as that. So you want to tell your story, share your story. You want to put it out there to the world, but you don't want it to be that really weird, um, strange, you know, bear it all just because that's going to get the sales type of appearance because we see a lot of that crap, right? And so in order to not do that, stand in your authority in it. And instead of saying, this is what I see and this is what I think. Say, no, this is what is because it is reality in your world. It is already. It's in, in so much we take away the authority by saying, I think, I believe, this is my opinion. Great. You open the door for people to object. Yeah. Right there because they're saying, oh, well, I disagree with that. If you stand in your authority on what you already know, you can absolutely say, this is, why do I know this? One, because I walked it and unless anybody has walked this, like I have walked it and experienced it and tested it and put it to test and, and talk to hundreds of people about this in the same entire field, then you've got no, you've got nothing on this. You're not, they're not qualified. Now, maybe somebody qualified in your, in your opinion does come along and object. Well, that's fine. But they're objecting from their qualifications, which are probably completely different than yours. Mm-hmm. So it's not even apples to apples. What you know is what you know, and that is what establishes you as the leader. So you just need to go ahead and take that space and t- 
take care of the scary one step at a time, go over that, move over that and say, yeah, I have butterflies in my stomach getting up to talk in front of 400, 500, 700 people about this. You bet. Whether it's online or offline, it doesn't make any difference. You're going to have that feeling. Every single person that gets up to speak about the topic they're passionate about has some form of nervousness. You never get rid of that. But they're stepping into it because their calling is greater than that momentary nervousness. Mm-hmm. And instead of turning the nervousness into fear, which fear stops you from moving forward, they recognize the nervousness. That's okay. But they've also done things, they've done it and tested it in little increments to realize that it's not going to, it's not going to backlash. Like you said, actually, when you do stick it out there, it doesn't end up being as bad as you think. It doesn't end up, those Always are those steps. <laughs> Always worse in our heads. And the more you do that, Train yourself, give yourself the opportunity to speak on different platforms that are smaller and work your way up to that. Get comfortable standing in that authority. Go on a podcast talking about cannabis in the medical industry, standing in that authority and not, I think, I believe, I know. State it, state it from that direction because you do know. Mm-hmm. You have that. So go ahead and step into those. Give yourself a long-term goal of, hey, you know what, in 12 months or 18 months, you know, this is where I want to be with something. This is what I want, what kind of an audience I want to have for this particular topic. So give yourself a long-term goal, a six-month goal of saying, okay, at this point, I really need to be, you know, talking about this story in front of this kind of an audience or this size of an audience. And then back that down five, four, three, two, one months. And each month, chip away at moving that forward just a little bit more. Push yourself out of the boundary just a little bit more. Push yourself a little bit more. And then once you get to look back in a year, you're going to look and see, holy crap. But you, but instead of looking at it as a big, huge, monumental step, you're taking only one at a time. You can master that next level. Mm-hmm. You can master that next level tomorrow. So go out and reach out and get that next level. And then once you get to that, great, cool. You mastered it. It was not nearly as as big and audacious as you thought. So then the next one, by this time, this month, I want to at least be booked to having this conversation, this place, but you also need to get out there and get that voice past your current circles. Yeah. Yeah. So, so (laughs) (laughs) I know I feel like I just been blowing hot air, but, (laughs) but, but the thing is, is that we as women have a common component that we want to give our opinion in a very nurturing way. And we want all the children, all our clients to see how that comes across and all to embrace it and warmly feel that. But we have to step into the authority of, of when those kids, when, and I'm using it as a scenario, but um, when, when those clients, when the audience, when our own objections come up, we have to be able to be firm with them as well. So as much as we want to nurture this topic going into the public and into the cold market, we also need to uh, nurture the fact that we're going to stand in this, in the authority that we are, because you are the authority. I like it. Yeah. I'm glad we're, so what do you, I'm glad we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you going to do first? What, 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 what would be the first um, step into that direction of owning that authority? Uh, the first step. So I've recently joined a 12 month coaching program 
And our kickoff is technically this Friday. And I did a soft intro, um, but was testing the waters in terms of how do I want to show up in this coaching program uh, amongst my peers and amongst all of, there are quite a few coaches in the program and they're going to hold my feet to the flame with whatever I say. So I've been treading carefully so far (laughs) because Mm -hmm. I know what I set my goals for for 12 months, they're going to hold me accountable and call me on it. And really, I want to be clear on what those goals are. So my first step is, you know, I thought, okay, I'm going to come on this podcast recording uh, and then rethink how I want to be showing up in that group. Uh, And, you know, again, being clear on and I'm not saying there needs to be a perfect strategy. I'm not waiting for things to be perfect. Right, um, right. But having a little bit of an idea of like similar to what you had said, where do I want to be with this in 12 months time? Where do I want to be with this? So I have a little bit of a, you know, the GPS coordinates in terms of the direction that I'm going. So my first step is in a showing up in that coaching group and being clear on what I want to be known for. What do I want to be the world's leading expert in. And that's how a lot of people are introducing themselves in the group right now, because one of the things we're working on is confidence. So I am the leading authority in blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then part two, and I, and I have, so with my leadership team, I've already reached out to one of them because as they're coming on to do coaching for my programs, um, I reached out to one of them because she works in addictions. She works in mental health, uh, and she's from South Africa. And I said, so I reached out to her and I said, I want to be open and honest with you. This is a platform. This is a a pillar to my story, to my message. I don't know if this is going to make you uncomfortable or not. Um, We can talk about it because we have coffee dates, coaching conversations that we record for our community. I said, I'm more than happy to talk to you about this in a public forum like that. Uh, But just to give you a heads up, this is coming down the pipeline. And she was like, cool. (laughs) All right. Um, Imagine, imagine the work you guys could do in this side of it, knowing what you know, though, I mean, imagine the collaboration. Could you imagine having an open public opportunity for people to come on and talk about this that not only has you, but has an addiction specialist in there? You already have proven that you know the differences, um, the withdrawal periods of making sure that you combat that. You could create something that is not existent in the world already in conjunction to that. You really, I mean, that would be amazing. Yeah. Sky's the limit. It's, and getting focus, right? So what's, so talking, making sure my leadership team is aware of that. You know, one of them, I've already had that discussion. Um, So having that discussion with the other two, I would say that would be my second step is again, I'm not wanting to keep secrets from people, sure, but finding the right time to disclose information, right? It's always a dance when we're in working relationships and collaborative opportunities, but I'm feeling more comfortable with, those conversations. Um, so that would be the next step. And then the third step is actually, okay, open forum um, in my, you know, what do I want to be putting on my website? What do I want to be openly discussing in my community? Um, go in on more podcasts and just, it's, it's part of me, but it doesn't define me. Right. Right. Uh, right. Right. And as you start walking into those steps, mapping out those steps is going to be, uh, and putting an actual, putting an actual spot for you and a a fluid deadline to do that will keep you driven forward because you do like processes. You like, you like some systematic operation. So giving yourself that and, and 
feeling into each one of the steps because each one of those steps is going to be a growth opportunity for you. Mm -hmm. So that's why you can't look and say, I'm going to go step onto a stage that has a thousand people on it and talk about this because you're not ready for that at the moment. You've got to start cracking that door open and speak to this. That's coming. That will be very much a part of it. But as you move on each one of these levels, as you reintroduce yourself or specifically say in the, in the, the coaching program that you're in, the authority of who you are, that is going to eliminate a ton of backside thoughts about what you're doing. And then you'll be able to move to that next step. Then you'll be able to have those conversations. So as these build on each other, you will find your way of what that looks like. So then when you're ready to come to the public forum of your website and really talking about it um, consistently and on your social or how you reach your audience, your cold audiences, then you will have that time under your belt of shifting into those next levels and feeling your way through it. Cause you have to feel your way through it. I can't tell you what would be specifically right because it's not my journey to walk. It's yours. Mm -hmm. But as long as you start walking that journey, you will figure out what that looks like and specifically what that message is meant to be. Mm -hmm. So I like it. Yes. Awesome. Well, and it feels good. Like it feels good talking about this um, yes. in a way that's yeah. And, and I think being intentional with who I invite into the conversation is another mm -hmm. part of it, right? Like this was enjoyable and I have power over my own schedule. <laughs> over yes, you do. Who I want to speak to. Uh, and yeah, I think that needs to be part of it is having these conversations that are freeing, that are, you know, this lifts me up. This is setting a nice pace mm -hmm. for my day um, and how I can invite more of these conversations into my life. And mm -hmm. share them on a bigger platform. If you know anyone and, who, who has a podcast that could give me some tips, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I will be sure to share you all share with you all the things. I'll, I'll teach I'll tell you all the things. I'll give you all my secrets. <laughs> the number one secret is though, is don't think about it. Just do it. Yeah. Just take that next step. And as we were talking before, before we start actually recording, um, because this plays into the context so very well, um, is that doing a podcast seems big and huge. And I was just like, no. And you're just like, no, that's so much more. Yes. There is a component to it that I know would, would be a time, time constraint. However, the way it worked is one step at a time. Mm -hmm. I didn't look at the big picture and be like, oh, gosh, that's a lot. Because if you look between now and 12 months from now, where you want to be with, with your message and your vision, that could be overwhelming. You'd be like, that's a lot to cover step it back and only look at one piece at a time. The editing team that I have for this, all he did was say, do you want music for your intro? Um, yeah, actually I do. All right. You need to get a license for whatever you want. Send it over when you get it. I can do that. It wasn't overwhelming then. It wasn't a hard step. So treating that as, as what we do when we're moving into those big next levels as leaders, that's what we do is we push ourselves into zones that do feel somewhat uncomfortable, but we push forward and then we stretch it out and then we gain that comfort zone. And then we're like, Ooh, this feels good to be comfortable for a minute, but you're ultimately that vision and that, that long-term, um, goal that you know you need to bring to the world is going to continue to nag you. And you're just like, okay, it's time to get out of the comfort zone again. All right. You push again and you stretch it out and you're like, okay, comfortable again. So there's periods of, of ebb and flow. There's periods of, um, comfort zones and there's periods of pushing into the unknown, mm -hmm. but we, we have to continue to grow. You have to continue to grow. Your message has to get out there. There are people that are waiting 
for you to hear your message that can't move forward in their business, their practice, and what they're doing for their clients until you actually speak this to them. So you, you owe that (laughs) you owe pushing yourself into that growth zone, but you can. Yeah. Yeah, I can. And I'm capable of it. Um, Totally. You totally are. Baby. So thank you for coming on today and really, you know, putting it out there and saying, Hey, this is where it's at. And this is where I'm at. I appreciate you coming on and be a part of this conversation. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And thanks for putting the invite out literally after I had said, I'm going to be more outspoken on this. And then (laughs) Your invitation showed up on my Facebook feed and I said, okay, universe. (laughs) Here you go. (laughs) I will do this. And within 10 minutes, I did it. All right. So awesome. It was a pleasure getting that in my inbox. I was like, I'll be darned. Sounds good to me. (laughs) So thank you and have a wonderful day. Okay. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Fem Nation podcast. Be sure to check out our show notes for more details from the episode. If you love the show, share it with a friend or drop me a note. I'd love to hear from you over at whitedovegannon.com or find me on social media. Until next time, keep moving forward.